There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, beautiful mamas. I have to be honest, it's taken me a really long time to own my spirituality, to really say out loud that this is who I am. I'm a deeply spiritual person and I'm deeply connected. Focusing on this part of my life fulfills me like nothing else and makes me a better person. As someone who was an ABC journalist for 15 years, can you imagine the eye rolling at things like spirituality and connection to the universe, even the moon cycles, those types of things? The cynic journalist in me kept me from owning this part of myself for a really long time. And that disconnection hurt. It hurt within me, it hurt my relationships, and it hurt how I showed up in the world because it wasn't who I really was. But it's taken a long time and still takes work at times for me to fully accept and own who I am and to be okay with this to trust that this is who I am and it makes me happy and not to worry about what others think. Today's interview is someone who has been on a very similar journey. You are going to find this so inspiring, no matter where you are in your own journey to accepting who you really are. Helen Joy Butler is an amazing woman whose work helps women connect to the idea of sanctuary connect back to their intuition, to the energy in their life, to the space that they create in their home, in their body, in their life. And she brings together all of the parts of herself to make this work really work. But her story just so inspired me to once again really commit to who I am. And I hope when you listen to it, it does the same thing, beautiful mama. This is the Happy Mama Movement with your host, Amy Taylor-Kabaz, author, mama to three, and editor of the Happy Mama magazine. In my mamahood journey, I have gone from an overachieving, addicted-to-busyness superwoman to finally slowing down, simplifying, and realizing that being a mama is the greatest self-development teacher in the world. And after more than 15 years covering breaking news, I've swapped current affairs to inspiration and now bring you the best I can find every week to help us feel more connected as women as we raise our families. Because when we come together, amazing things happen. So welcome to the movement. Okay, so let's start by... 
Understanding. Helen, let's start by understanding what a certified elemental space clearer is. It sounds like something I want to study, I have to say. I read it and thought, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> it is rather um, an intriguing term, isn't it, when you think about it? Um, so a certified elemental space clearer. So firstly, that means that I have actually done study and training under a beautiful lady in the States called Denise Lynn. And so I did that training. Actually, I became a certified elemental space clearer a couple of years ago now. So let's say 18 months prior to that, I was doing my study and then I had to do 18 space clearings. So what that meant was I could do 16 in-home space clearings and two distance space clearings to get my certification. So through the elemental space clearing journey, essentially what I was reconnecting with, because I really do believe that I wasn't studying it for the first time in this lifetime, I was reconnecting with something that was deep in my soul, deep in my psyche, is reconnecting with energy in a space to either shift, dense, heavy, stagnant, uncomfortable, that yucky energy in a space, in a room, in a house, in a building, um, on a land space, and then activating and bringing in the energies that we might want in that space. So we might want joy or love or connection or kindness or happiness in that space. So essentially through the entire process of elemental space clearing in a client's home. It can take me many, many hours because I sit with the home, I sit with oracle cards, I meet with my clients, I connect in with the home and then I create a beautiful, I call it an altar because that's the, the terminology that I learned through my training. But I use crystals, I use flowers, I use candles and create a beautiful, beautiful altar which anchors the energy and the intentions of what our client wants from the clearing. And I can do that clearing from a distance over a hand-drawn floor plan that my client gives me. So I've had clients in Canada, um, in the UK. I live in Brisbane, Australia. I've had clients in New Zealand. Um, but I can also go to people's homes and do the space clearing in the home. So I use things like my gong, my feather. I use other sounds I have a beautiful Tibetan bell. Um, you might be aware of using sage to mm -hmm. clear a space. Um, and then we also do quite a few we, what we call mudras. And the mudras are these body actions that help dispel, get rid of those energies that we don't want or activate and bring in the energies that we do want. So it's a really spiritually connected practice that I do carrying the intentions of what my clients want to bring in what they so rightly deserve in their own lives and in their own homes. Oh, wow. <laughs> what an amazing skill that you have there. But I love how you described it, that you felt like you weren't studying it for the first time. It was reconnecting to what you already knew. And I would love to hear your thoughts. My 
thought on this is that as women, we all have this ability within us at some level, but we've forgotten it. We've disconnected from it over the years. Would you agree with that? I would say we've disconnected from it, but I also would say that we, we are judged for these kind of abilities and quite often and look it could be um our sister or our mother or another lady in our life it could be our partner our boss it could be anybody judging us it doesn't necessarily have to be someone male it could be someone female who says you know what and i've heard this a lot amy goodness me helen you must be crazy to even think that or see that or feel that so it's actually coming back to and giving permission to come back to that inner knowing and go, you know what, I actually trust myself at such a deep level that it doesn't matter what you're saying because I'm showing up, I'm doing good things, I'm a nice person and, hey, by the way, this space really doesn't feel good or I'm not following my intuition or or something's not quite right here. It's coming back and giving yourself permission to actually, you know, reconnect with that energy that does sit inside us. I love that so much. Uh, You know, even just, I know so many women who will be listening to this would love to step into this more, but it is the fear of being judged and thinking they're totally woo-woo out there, laughed at, mocked, whatever. You know, even when you were talking about what you use to clear your space and you mentioned feather, I won't say any names, but there are people in my life that if I started doing that around the house, they would roll their eyes and (laughs) judge. But I love the way that you've explained that if we trust ourselves enough and we know we're doing it with the best intentions and we're good people, it doesn't matter. Wow. It doesn't matter. And you know what? I honestly think that most mothers are turning up as best they can in whatever way that looks like in their own lives. And if they can reconnect with themselves more authentically on whatever that looks like for them. Look, it may not even be spiritual stuff. It may be around exercise or it may be around self-care or food or diet. I mean, yeah. just it could be, you know, I really need to change to gluten-free even though my family, you know, love bread and pasta. Honouring what that is inside you because by trusting that, it will eventually lead you to where you need to be and perhaps make your path a little bit more, I don't know, easy. I know life's not easy, but getting on the path can actually feel difficult. Oh, yes, so true. I really want to talk to you before we finish up about this idea of creating a sanctuary in our life. I've always wanted my home to feel like a sanctuary to my children and my husband. So I really want to hear your thoughts about that. But before we dive into that practical side of it, I'd love to hear your story of motherhood and finding this work and how you came to trust yourself to such an extent that you can share this with the world now. Wow. So we've only got a short period of time. So let's yeah, see how we go. <laughs> um, okay, so we have one boy and he will, is coming up to 12 years of age and we were only blessed with one. So that's the journey that we've had to take in this lifetime. Mm. And when he was about five was when I went on my first retreat. Now, when I go on retreats, I don't go on a let's get massages and drink wine and, you know, sleep in kind of retreat. I go on 
a real self-development spiritual inner journey retreat. So seven years ago, uh, I went on my first retreat and I've been on about six, I think, since then, one every year approximately. And so what happened seven years ago was all of that stuff that I'd pushed down, all of that stuff that I'd been told was, you know, all in my head or silly or ridiculous from a very young age, all the way through most of my adulthood, was cracked open. So I came back from that first retreat feeling lighter, more connected and thinking, wow, okay, so I really am this thing. So this thing meaning I am connected spiritually and, okay, what does this now mean for me? So that in itself is actually quite challenging when you kind of, it's like, what taking the lid off a can of worms is like all oh, right we've let the worms out now so what does that actually even look like um and so then about four or five years ago after having been on two or three retreats by this stage i really was aware that i was either the square peg in the round hole or i was living in um i like to kind of say too tight undies meaning you're uncomfortable <laughs> You're, um, you know, you're expanding, but you don't really know what that is yet. But all I knew was that I was, I was still showing up. I was doing what I was doing. You know, I was helping my clients. I was being a mum. I was being a wife, all that kind of stuff. But it really didn't feel right. And so I had to actually give myself permission to break down to then break through. And that's actually really hard to do because you don't really know what's on the other side. Mm. And so I've actually gone through probably in the last three or four years, a number of breakdown and breakthroughs, but the only way that I knew how to get through those was going inwards to actually gift myself the time, gift myself the focus so that I could come out the other side easier or more quickly in a way that didn't make me feel like I'd had a complete breakdown. So, I mean, I'd been meditating since my mid-20s, so I'm now closer to 50, we'll just say, Amy. <laughs> That's just between us. That's between us and, you know, we won't share that elsewhere. Um, but, you know, I had been meditating for a long time, but so in that time I reconnected with meditation, I reconnected with stillness and solitude and sanctuary. And it was when about four years ago when my sanctuary message really started to hit me. And then so I started to infuse that in every way I can. So I infuse sanctuary into my home, I infuse it into my body, I infuse it into my life in any single way I possibly could. And then that really shifted me to a point of no return, which was, okay, you've really got to step into this space clearing thing, which is, hey, happened to pop up into your awareness at the exact right time. Um, and, you know, I was just following the signs, following the guidance. So I had to go through the breakdowns to get to the breakthroughs, to get to where I am now. But it hasn't been easy and it has been a journey, particularly whilst trying to, you know, do my normal thing. Mm -hmm. I also have a child who is highly empathic and sensitive and intuitive, just like his mum. So what normally happens when um, you are genetically linked with someone in this way, if you're going through shifts and changes yourself, 
your child or anyone genetically connected with you will also go through shifts and changes as well. So what I found was that I'd often have a breakdown and he'd be having a breakdown at the same time. So I was trying to really care for myself so I could also care for him and my partner as well. So it's been a journey, but it's one I would not give up ever because it's really got me to where I am now and I feel much more comfortable in standing in my power and saying, this is who I am. And, you know, I'm kind of okay with that. Wow. I actually had goosebumps over my whole body at one point when you were speaking just then. That was, uh, I have so many questions that I'd love to flesh out with you. First of all, for that breakdown to break through, which all of us recognize is often the way of growth. Um, looking back now, how did you get through those breakdowns to break through? What has been your anchors? And for anyone who is listening, who's feeling like they're in their own space like that, but still having to be a mama and a partner and go to work and whatever, what can you share to help those that are going through their own version of that? Well, the first thing I did was I broke down and then I had no idea what to do. And, of course, then it went for way too long, right? Um, but eventually after, I don't know, let's call it breakdown mark three, um, I created, and as we tend to do now, shared it on social media, the concept of 31 days of sanctuary. So this was a couple of years ago now, and I remember it distinctly. There was this event happened in July, and I just went through the floor. And then I thought, okay, you've done this before. You've got out of this before, but how can you do it more kindly for yourself? And so I started 31 Days of, Jane, of Sanctuary simply because the next month was August and there were 31 days in August. Mm. So each day I would find one thing or at the beginning of the day, connect with one thing that brought me sanctuary. And if I'm to look around my office today, Amy, I still have those 31 pictures. I printed them off and I've put them um, up in my office. So an example, I might wake up today and there's a beautiful sunrise. So I would take a photo of the sunrise and I shared that on social media because I was trying to help other people see how this could work for them as well. Um, and then throughout the day, I would reconnect in with the energy of sanctuary that that sunrise gave me. And so if I felt, you know, like I was going down, or I was feeling sad or upset, I go, okay, what does that sunrise remind me of? It, it reminds me of rising to a new day. It reminds me of shining brightly. Whatever the emotions that came with it were. Um, so I did this for 31 days. And I actually found by the end of the 31 days with 31 different things that gave me sanctuary, I was a new woman and I had stepped through the breakdown and came out the other side at a higher level to where I was prior to it. So it was something simple. It was something practical and it was not pushing myself to go, oh, hold on, what is it that brings me sanctuary today, you know, and forcing it. I literally just would wake up and sometimes it was the first thing I would see, you know, it might be a beautiful crystal beside my bed or it might be my partner um, or it might be flowers or essential oils or whatever it might be, sunrise. It might just be lying on the grass. All sorts of really simple basic things 
that by reconnecting with the energy they gave me throughout the day, pushed me through in a gentle way out the other side of the breakdown. Really simple, but it works. Trust me, it really works. I can imagine how much it would. It's just that uh, focusing on something each morning as well because so often as mamas we wake up and the first thing we do is think about how tired we are and then second thing, all the things we need to do. So just changing that alone would be life-changing. So, Helen, let's just pause here for a second and could you explain to me what you mean by sanctuary then? Yeah, it's such a high-level concept. The more I work with it, it is... It's growing. The message and the, you know, the symbology of the actual word is growing. So if I was to look at it on a practical level, I would say sanctuary in and around our home. It's not just the organised pantry or the paperwork that, you know, gets sorted and put where it's meant to be. It's this space that I actually want to be in. It's a space which looks visually pleasing to me it doesn't have to be a display home but it might have these beautiful little vignettes around of um, you know plants or photographs or like that practical stuff that just connects you with you and your heart energy but also sanctuary for me is really bringing it into your body and into your life in absolutely every way you can. So when I say that, I mean on a practical level, on an emotional level, and on a spiritual level. So I work with sanctuary around you know, your home, your body, your life in that practical, emotional, and spiritual way so that it's actually really multifaceted. And it's one of those things that you think, well, I can't do it all in one go, but you start small. And see, the great thing that I think, Amy, about my concept of sanctuary is it can be unique to you. It can be unique to the people that you live with, but together you have essentially made a decision. This is what sanctuary looks like to us in all of those aspects. So let's go ahead and make it happen. And I have to add here as well that part of the concept of sanctuary is dropping away those things that don't bring you sanctuary, whether that's something in your home, whether that's something in your body or whether that's something in your life. And that can be the tricky part, shall we say, of the Mm. journey. Mm. So if someone is listening to this, and I'm sure everyone is, and thinking, oh, I want a little bit of that in my life, um, Would you recommend that, you know, mamas that do feel so often there's just so much stuff in their life, in their body and in their home that is feeling overwhelming or not aligned, would you recommend just starting with that very simple process, like you said, of just choosing one thing each day? Absolutely. And you know what, I mean, I've literally written a blog post and it's going out really shortly. And it's essentially, yeah, it's inviting people to take what is the next logical step. Mm. So sometimes as busy mothers, we go, I've got a gazillion things on my plate. Oh my gosh. And we get overwhelmed. We get stressed. We get exhausted. I'm no different. But what I've learned in my entire journey with Sanctuary, so many facets around it. But one of the best things you can do for yourself is to say, what is the next logical step? And if the next logical step is to cry, cry. If it's have a cup of tea, have a cup of tea. If it's unpack the dishwasher, unpack the dishwasher. So we put so much pressure on ourselves. And I think 
I remember having this interesting conversation with my husband. I was pregnant and I said to him, oh my gosh, I just feel like everyone else is telling us what we should do. You know this, Amy, you know, everyone says you've got to buy those things for your baby or you've got to do this with sleeping or you've got to breastfeed over bottle feed, you know, whatever. They all give you the advice, right? Mm-hmm. My husband said to me, you know what, Helen, we can do it however we want to do it. We don't have to listen to them. How perfect. Perfect, right? And it's exactly what I needed to hear. So maybe for the ladies listening, it's saying, you know, I give myself permission to actually stop and connect in with my own heart energy and go, what is it that's right for me? And what is the next logical step for that? Because we can't simply wake up today and step into sanctuary. And as you know, the world is also going to throw us other curveballs, even if we are feeling pretty cool about everything right about now. Um, And we need to develop these strategies that will help us do the marathon, which is our life and, you know, our life with children as well. Mm, Beautiful. Such a beautiful way to describe it. Thank you. You're listening to the Happy Mama Movement. At the core of it, the Happy Mama Movement is all about one simple idea, that mamahood can be the greatest catalyst for change in a busy woman's life. So now for the big three questions. Okay, so before we finish up, I want to ask you the three happy mama questions. We could keep talking for so much longer and I feel like I need to have you back again for a part B if we can. But for now, let's look at your journey with mamahood. So what do you think mamahood has taught you about yourself? Hmm. I think this is a tricky question, Amy. (laughs) I think that I'm actually, I feel stronger physically, emotionally and spiritually by being a mother than I ever thought possible. It's as though it's given me permission to become who to become more of who I am or who I always was, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, at my core. So for me, even though it might not always feel or see or be um, a spiritual journey, I really do feel like having the particular child we've got has allowed me to walk my own spiritual path and connect more with me thanks to him. Oh, yes. Blessing. Oh, yes, I totally agree with that. They do give us permission or sometimes force us (laughs) um, to really step into this, don't they? Absolutely. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Women have been doing it for so long. And we do it for a reason, right? Motherhood is such a special journey Mm. and our children really do at times push our buttons, but... They do make us the women I do believe we're meant to be. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So if you could go back and tell yourself one thing then before you started on this mamahood journey, maybe around that time when you were pregnant and talking to your <laughs> husband about it all, what do you think you would tell yourself before starting on this journey? Mm, I think I would say that by having a child 
you, Helen, are giving yourself permission to parent yourself in the way that you needed to be parented. Oh, wow. Because I know and stand very happily now in the empathic, intuitive, psychic, spiritual Helen that I am, and I always have been that, but I wasn't necessarily parented in the way that, you know, allowed that to be. So by parenting my child the way I parent him, I'm essentially parenting myself in the way that I needed to be parented. And therefore, I really, really do believe that I'm helping bring myself back to who I am. Wow. (laughs) That is the best answer. I cannot, I'm quite speechless. That is such a beautiful way to look at it because in each moment when we do choose differently or we consciously choose how we are going to react and respond and support our children, we are making that choice for ourselves too. Wow. Absolutely. And we, we deserve to be kind to ourselves. Mm. And so by being kind to our children, we are giving it in return. Mm. You know, what, what more could we ask for? Beautiful. And so finally, what does being a happy mama mean to you? Being a happy mama to me means being as proud of myself and my achievements throughout my motherhood journey, whether that's personal and professional, as I am of our child as he goes through you know, his own journey. It, it links back to that parenting thing. You know, I have to be proud of of this beautiful little body who was gifted to us, who I am able to, you know, share my journey with for a little while, because let's face it, he'll grow up and move out. That's what they do. (laughs) But I really want to be proud of who I am in that process. And if I'm kicking and screaming and yelling and throwing things across the room and doing all of that as a mother, then that's not showing pride at all to myself. So it's a gift. It really is a gift being a mother. Mm, I love it because just last week I released a podcast that the core message was, are you proud of how you're acting at the moment? Are you proud of how you showed up today? Because in the end, that's the only question we can ask. We can't change how others behave. We can't change a lot of the circumstances we find ourselves in. But are we proud of how we handled it? how kind we were, how compassionate we were today. I think that's a beautiful description of being a happy mama. Thank you. Thank you. It was an absolute joy to speak to you, Helen. And mamas, you're going to want to just lose yourself in Helen's website and all that she offers. There is so many beautiful resources and support on her website, which is helenjoybutler.com. So please check it out. Thanks again, Helen. You're welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Happy Mama Movement. I truly believe that great things happen when we come together to support and uplift each other. So to help spread the word and build the movement, I'd love it if you could pop over and leave a review. And if you have a mama friend who'd also love this insight, please share with her. Until next time, beautiful mama. Satnam.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.